welcome to another episode of Cinema Flavor. Hey man, we're on a roll. We have been putting out all kinds of episodes for you guys to check out. We just did one for Daredevil. We just did one for Midsummer. We just talked about the Snyder Cut. The momentum is there, ladies and gentlemen. It is happening. And it's going to keep going on because I am keeping up with The Conjuring Marathon. Uh, that's happening now. Conjuring 3 is supposed to be uh, released in September. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it, everything stays the way it is because theaters is going to be opening up in about two weeks. So there's hope. There's definitely hope. I gotta say this though. Stepping outside of my own fandom, stepping out, give, giving logic to these movies because I, I was so fired up that I was like, you know what? I want to do a marathon on all the Conjuring-verse movies. And now that I've done... Conjuring 1, 2, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and now Annabelle Comes Home. I'm really starting to understand there is nothing to be excited about for any of these movies. <laughs> nothing. They're cardboard, man. They're cardboard. I went through an entire trilogy, and I'm watching this movie again, and I realize it's the same thing. It's the same thing. This, there is no difference between this and the first Annabelle in Annabelle Creation. It's just, here's a scary doll. We're gonna have 900 jump scares at you. This time it's gonna feature all the stuff, all the scary, oh, all the artifacts in the, the Warren's house. If you've seen the first Conjuring movie, you know what I'm talking about. Because this time around, we're gonna follow Annabelle when she's in the house. Which, at that point, I just go, screw them, screw them. I, I'm tired. I'm really, I'm tired. I'm gonna fight through this though. I'm gonna keep, keep going because that's what I, pr I promised that to the people and I'm gonna do it. Not that you guys care, but it's for me. I'm realizing that these movies have no direction, that it's, it's totally focused on a, it's a recipe. It's totally a recipe. These movies have no, no identity either. You know what I mean? Like, you, you could pick these out from uh, anything else, right? Like, for example, sometimes I'll go to Walmart and that'll be like a, a carbon copy or like a fake copy of like a movie, right? It'll be like Transmorphers and you'll see it and you'll go, oh, you know, and, and hopefully like those movies, what, what those movies are banking on is that you'll buy that accidentally over actually Transformers, right? And it's, it's the same thing with like the Conjuring movies. Like I saw one the other day that was called The Nun in the Shadows. Right, it's it's a it's a knockoff of the nun. I looked at the back of that cover and I realized it like it's the same result, it's the same product. It absolutely is. I mean, these movies are they're nothing. They're absolutely nothing. It's it's hard to come up with too many positives about this movie. I remember the first time I seen this, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I thought it was the best of the trilogy, um, and and a lot of that had to do with just the the fans' reaction. It's I've I've said this on the other podcast. I love going to the theater when it's packed for one of these movies because the people around me react so, it's, it's like tenfold, you know what I mean? Like they they really jump and get thoroughly scared at that kind of stuff and it's it's exciting, it's it's fun to be around. Like that environment uh, only adds to something that I wouldn't get on my own. Like watching these movies by myself in my room, I just realized, no, it's, it's these are these are nothing. It's just, it's empty, it's emptiness. And so I think that only that really adds to the movie itself, right? Just, I need an audience to watch this with or else it's just, it's not fun. It really isn't fun. One of the main reasons too is that I think this movie, out of all of the Conjuring movies, this is the one that really jumps the shark the most. And what I mean by that is, so, if you guys don't know, uh, this movie, this movie takes place after the first Conjuring movie. 
So Annabelle is now in their house, and the Warrens have this this room where they keep uh, all these haunted artifacts, right? We saw that in the first Conjuring movie, and so now it's like, hey, you know, anybody who's interested in that uh, that haunted samurai armor or the the little toy monkey, things like that, right? You finally got it, but you realize they're just jump scare things, right? They they go boo in the night. It's that's all they do. I mean, it's not something interesting. We get into what Annabelle is trying to do, right? She's she's luring these people in this demon is so so badly wants to get out and, and this movie like it's like annabelle is the worst thing out of all of everything in this room right she's a beacon for other dead spirits it's like okay okay now that you explain that to me um can can you show it can you can is there right i'm jeff goldblum in jurassic park right can can i get can i get some demons in my demon movie ha hello ha, ha, hello hello <laughs> that's what it is it's like the movie sets it sets it up as oh Annabelle is she's awful right and, you know this time this time she might actually get out she might actually possess some people uh, which she does but then it just turns into this person's wielding a knife and and that's all all these movies ever do it's like the big climax the beauty of like the first Conjuring movie when Bathsheba possesses the mother right and the mother's chasing the kids and there's all these added levels of tension right she's chasing kids but they gotta chase her around the house and she is crawling in between little confined spaces like the movie really sets itself up for that this movie does not none of them ever do it just turns into a, a psycho chick is stabbing some people and it's it's not fun per se i i will say this i still get i still get excited right like I, i'm still i'm still excited to see conjuring 3 but i think i think now that i've stepped behind my my excitedness now that i've i've looked at it from um a different perspective I realize that's the only thing I really like about these movies anymore because I definitely know that now that James Wan is not thoroughly involved anymore that's all we're gonna get we're gonna get these really middle of the road C minus C plus kind of movies and this is exactly what Annabelle is it's just it's a C level movie I, I, to get back to the jumping the shark thing like in this movie they even introduce like werewolf and I know under look I understand that these movies are introducing evil spirits and demons and things like that but a werewolf like that's that's come on that's a step too much right because now you're getting into the mythos of other creatures it's like we're living in this within the context of this world it's just there's good and there's evil right it's it's very religious but now all of a sudden we're going to start getting into werewolves and vampires. It's like it's freaking Van Helsing now. Which would be fine if you would have had that set up prior to these things, right? Because technically these movies are still based on a true story. And I understand that that true story is like 3% true. But now you're starting to set yourself up for things that are way beyond beyond true stories right and now and now we're really getting into like this movie has completely turned into crossover land right because now you want the warrens in there now you want the the room with all the artifacts in there now you want judy who's the warren's daughter she finally gets uh, a bigger role in these movies which no one asked for right i mean she's always just kind of been the kid of the warrens even in this like mckenna grace is she's fantastic she she's a very young actress who's been in uh, quite a bit of roles over the last couple last couple years uh she was in a movie called i believe it was called smarter with chris evans let me let me uh let me look that up live on the podcast i know this is so unprofessional of me to do but it doesn't matter it's uh oh gifted my apologies gifted and uh she was in captain marvel she played little captain marvel she played little 
little girl Captain Marvel, right? She's she's fantastic in this, and she gives a very solid performance, but it's wasted, or, or maybe I shouldn't say wasted. It's just, it's not done correctly. B because in this movie, her parents are the weird demon hunter, paranormal activity uh, investigator type people, right? And, and this is in the 70s still, so they don't get a cool TV show. They're just called weirdos by everyone in their neighborhood and stay away from the Warrens and don't go near the Warrens kid, right? She's outcast. And even though the movie uh, addresses it and, and says, here, this is what happens, it does nothing with it. It's like she wants to have a birthday party. No one wants to go to her birthday party because she, her parents are weirdos and the parents, she's, she's a weirdo. And she also potentially has the same, or I shouldn't say potentially, she does have the same type of uh, powers. I do that quote with quotations, powers as her mother, where she could, she can see other spirits, right? She has the ability to see, uh, I, for lack of a better term, vibes, right? And even though it's set up and it's addressed, it's never played upon. It's never really used correctly. It's either used for a cheap jump scare or it's used to explain away some type of plot device that you either somebody wrote themselves into a corner with or it was, hey, how do we use her powers? How about we work it into the plot somehow? Which you're supposed to do, except in this movie, does not do it correctly, right? It's just, we see Annabelle, she sees, like, the weird, uh, when she's at school, she sees, like, the dead founder of the school, right? He's, he's standing in, uh, some weird distance somewhere. Which, that's the only, that's the only real cool thing, but again, let's, let's put some time into that, right? Like, we have time, we don't, you don't need to, you don't need to get into Annabelle right away. And if anything, you don't even need to get into the room, or anything right away. It could just be her versus Annabelle. Like that that could have been the thing. And of course, I'd go back to the true story thing. Really doesn't matter. I doubt that the real Judy even had any real involvement with the real Annabelle. Like if you would have just kept the movie focused on just her and having this evil doll and she understands the evilness and somehow it gets away and it just you have that kind of face off that would have worked so much better than let's involve a babysitter let's involve the babysitter's friend let's involve the babysitter's crush let's involve the crush having to run away from werewolves let's have her she has like a bully in school that messes with her it just throws so much extra crap at you to the point where you just realize that you're just watching just clips like you could totally watch the youtube clips of this movie and you'd get the gist of it like oh you know how like sometimes um like fandango or movie clips will just put up random inserts of the movie right up on online you could just watch those right because that's that's as good as the movie will ever get right it it starts off okay and then just plateaus from there instead of just narrowing in on just one character because even the warrens which i remember when this movie came out was marketed as the warrens are back the Warrens are going to be, have a good involvement. They're in this movie for roughly 10 minutes collectively. And most of that is in the beginning, right? When they pick up the doll and they take it back home. And some weird things happen. And then toward the end of the movie, when everything's gone awry and they finally show up, it's just, it's, it's boring. It's really boring, right? And, oh man, it's like, I, I understand that Warner Brothers needs to do right there they're making these movies for less and people will just show up and do them and it's look it's a system that works right don't don't break it if it's or don't fix it if it's not broken i get that but creatively you could do something more right i mean because at some point you have to understand people are going to get tired of that it it happens with every single franchise right the people who made saw at some point realized people don't want to watch saw movies anymore 
right? You put them out once a year, uh, people come, and then, you know, slowly the audience just kind of diminishes until nothing, and then you try to reboot it again, and then it, again, nothing happens. Same thing happened with Paranormal Activity, right? You made way too many of them, it became the same movie, and eventually people got smart and realized, well, I don't need to go to a theater to watch this because nothing's gonna happen. And Annabelle has completely done that, and I have a feeling that the Conjuring movies are now gonna do that. And at some point, right, the, the, the good name of the, the first Conjuring movie, I think people still go off that. They still think that those movies are at a quality of these movies, right? They, they think that the first Conjuring is going to be just like these movies, and they don't. Uh, only because I've engaged with a few of you guys online, where you say that you guys are too scared to watch any of these because you saw the first Conjuring and it freaked you out. I hate to pull the curtain back on you. These movies are so lacking in quality, from that one. Like, there is a tremendous drop from that. Uh, like, I'm gonna get to The Nun on the next episode, but I'll, I'll already tell you that, man, that The Nun has the same problem. The Nun absolutely has the same problem. So, at some point, right, people are gonna stop coming to the see these Conjuring-type movies, right? The Conjuring universe will just die out, and what, what do you do then, right? Do you, do you just move on to something else? Do you try to reboot it in 10 years? Like, do we do another Conjuring movie in, like, 2030? Because something like that's going to happen. And I, I, I hate to see that happen only because I love, love, love the first Conjuring movie so much. And to, to see where it's gone now, man. I mean, I understand James Wan is moving on to different things. He wants to do things outside of horror. I mean, that, that's pretty clear. Doing like a Fast and Furious movie and doing Aquaman. He is now transcended into bigger blockbuster stuff. So, of course, even at some point, he won't even be a producer anymore. And at that point, what do you do, right? Because even people like David F. Sandberg, who got to do Annabelle Creation, I, I don't even really feel like that was even his full his full vision for that movie. He's even moving on to bigger stuff. Because after Shazam, of course he's going to try to do Shazam 2, or Black Adam, or a potentially build whatever part of the DCEU that they're working on with him, right? You're not going to have these smaller mid-card level directors who are going to be able to help you out anymore. Maybe you scout, you try to find some new talent, and then you bring it in and potentially you breathe some new life into there. But it can't, it can't just be a director. It can't just be one guy. Like, a studio itself has to stay away from something and creatively let one of those guys come in and then do something with the Conjuring universe that's so completely different and out of the box. Even if it sucks. Even if it completely sucks where it's just like, you know what, dude, that was a, a huge uh, shot and a miss. At least you tried something different. Because uh, what's going to happen is somebody around somewhere it's not gonna happen right away if, if and I'm talking strictly potentially right if if people don't like that either something something's gonna happen where it'll be a cult classic in a couple years or a small group of people will like it and then eventually they'll be able to talk people into liking it but to, to always keep making the same movie because it's safe that's death it's death because people are gonna just stop showing up I will say this I I at least credit Warner Brothers for potentially wrapping up this trilogy, right? You don't need a fourth Annabelle. You don't need a fifth one. I don't even think you need, like, some type of miniseries anymore. Like, this could... I, I really do think this is the last time we see Annabelle. Because maybe they, they'll cut it off. But it's now moved on to something else, right? Like, The Nun will probably get, like, three movies, right? Crooked Man is probably going to get, like, three movies. The Werewolf will probably get, like, three movies. And they'll all probably be the same. I hope not, but it, 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 it will be. 
What I could only hope they do. I, I mean this, and I know some of you may may groan at this. I do want to see a Amityville uh, a storyline from these people, right? Because the Warrens had an involvement with Amityville, but I don't want to see the haunting of Amityville. I want to see when they were tested for Amityville. If you guys don't know, Ed Warren failed a lie detector test about the, the haunting of Amityville. And it, for the most part, discredited them, but... Uh, because it was so long ago, I think people have just forgotten, and it's now been overshadowed by their other two uh, hauntings, right? The Conjuring and the Enfield Poltergeist, things of that nature. Uh, but uh, but to actually see the Amityville play out like that, I think that'd be really cool. And also, too, I, I don't know who who owns the Warren real estate or any of those things, right? Because they're both they have now both passed away. Uh, maybe it's moved on to some kids or some type of family. And I'm I'm sure I'm sure they're gonna want to shell that out for everything it's worth, right? Because already they're moving that stuff to museums and getting their name out there. I mean, I bet you for the most part they probably didn't even have that big of a, a saying in making a movie about them in the first place. So of course they'll continue to shell out. But I, I do want to see that Amityville uh, arc. Mostly because, not, not just Ronnie DeFeo's involvement and things like that because it's interesting, but uh, just because I, I think, one, we haven't had an Amityville movie in a while. I, th I think, I do genuinely think we have gone away from that. I think the last time uh, Amityville has had anything to do with anything was the Ryan Reynolds one back in like 2005. So it's been been like 15 years like we could we could definitely do that now i don't think most people know or really care about amityville anymore i mean for sure i, I doubt anyone ever talks about the james brolin one uh so yeah to reboot that again and potentially instead of just focusing on the hauntings just we focus on the different aspects of what happened during the night about the warrens and what they saw things like that and of course what i've been saying over and over again i know they're based on a true story but it's a very small percentage you could take that any direction you want to right it, it really doesn't matter and you can still slap that on the front of the movie and say it's based on a true story uh and, and most people will get a freaked out by it and you just go on from there right you just make some brilliant marketing things of that nature i have continually rambled on outside of the movies every single time I do, I do this with all of them. And the only reason I do this is because there's hardly anything to talk about about Annabelle movies. If, if you want, if you want, absolutely, I will narrow it down to you. That's how easy it is. 900 jump scares, somebody gets possessed, somebody gets unpossessed, movie's over. That's, I swear to you, that is how it works every single time. And I mean it, 900 jump scares. And after watching, that's what I'm saying, after watching this, I was like, why do I get so happy about it? It is strictly now, I realize, it's just the audience. I love going there to watch an audience get freaked out in a movie theater. That is that is it. Like, if the Purge movies did that for people, I would do that too. I don't know, I get a kick out of it. And, and the design of it too, I'll give it as well. I think a creepy doll uh, with James Wan is... So, so magnetic at making. I think Annabelle is creepy. I like the little uh, doll case. I mean, aesthetically and just from a looks perspective, it's cool to look at, right? It always, I got to this day, I still want an Annabelle doll. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think that looks cool. But other than those two things, there's really nothing to ever watch about any of these movies. But yeah, that's it. That's my review of Annabelle Comes Home. And I'm going to give this a C. Right down the middle, dude. Right down the middle. I think I gave a C to the other ones, too. I don't even know. I don't remember, right? Because they're so forgettable. Anyways, guys, before I end the pod, though, I do want to say thank you to everybody who has engaged with us. Thank you so much to We Watch This Podcast for uh, being on our pod a couple weeks ago. Everybody who engages with us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Tumblr, 
we love it, man. I, I, I love seeing the audience just grow and watching our numbers boost up and people just get to go look and check out other past episodes. And I get happy, but then I also get excited, right? Because there's still that little part of me that gets like all self-conscious. So like, oh, dude, I remember that episode. I probably sucked on it. I don't want to listen to it again. But again, this is all part of the growth, man. I love love talking about movies. I guess um, I, I've never done this before, but I'll just do a recommend on my own. So there is a... Uh, an anime called Attack on Titan, which is fantastic. Oh my God, is this the freaking greatest show? I badly want to do a review on it soon, uh, but first I gotta find out how many seasons there are. I've only watched the first season on Netflix, and then I googled it and realized there's way more episodes. Which it, it amazes me. It completely amazes me that an anime with such a simple plot is so complex, so complex. Like it just, I kept watching it. And I was like, really, 25 episodes? No. It's well worth it, man, because that story takes it in such a unique perspective. It's easily one of the, as far as like storytelling is concerned, I've never seen an anime do that. I've never seen a movie do that, to, to be honest with you, to, to see where it takes it and to see where arcs kind of just go, right? It's almost like the movie is, I, I'm not going to say it has like a, um, I'm not going to say it's improvised in any way, but I really do think like the people who created this anime they like started to write it and then either challenge themselves to, hey, let's write this into this and then see where we could take it. And then from there on in, take it from something else. Because the, the show starts off as these big monolithic titans are attacking these people that are uh, guarded by a, a city that's uh, surrounded by walls to... Now they're fighting these creatures, and these creatures have these different things about them, different characters who are fighting them, and it just, it's its amazing, man, the way it just connects and disperses into different storylines and arcs, man, it's, it's fantastic. So definitely go check out Attack on Titan, and go to Twitter, go to Instagram, go to TikTok, go to Tumblr, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just, just Google Cinema Flavor, we're everywhere, man, we are all over the map. Alright guys. I am out.